Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my good brother from the Fight Game Podcast, is John LaRocca. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Glad to be back on the show. I know. I'm so happy to have you back on. I, I, I'm now at the point now, like, you know, since you become like a, a regular on this thing, by the way, thank you for, you know, making the time as always. But, uh, um, like now I'm at the point, like when it comes to like talking to you, it's like, okay, what topics, what fun things we can get into, uh, that I haven't had a chance to talk to me with the other guys that helped me out with, uh, in the click here. So I was like, uh, I was getting kind of super amped up. And so with that being said, I was uh, typing all my notes uh, just now, or I say within the last hour. And then, you know, living out here in the Bay Area, we're uh, having like a, a big a rainstorm coming in, rain coming down, it's windy. And where I live here in Alameda, my whole house, the power went out and uh, it came back on within a few seconds, but my computer turned on and off and I lost all my notes. I'm like, Wow, I guess now I know what it feels like when a musician is like, F it, like throws the tapes out and let's start recording from scratch all over again. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of winging it right now. That's okay with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's so funny because, you know, living out here in the Bay Area, when we get any kind of storm, rain, wind, we're like, it's freezing. <laughs> you know, and like everywhere else you take talk, you're like, how it was 40 degrees? I'm in shorts for 40 degrees. What are you talking about? You know, we're just. We, we like to complain out here in California because we're used to the sun and the fun and all that stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, it, it's uh, – I know today, like, I was freezing, like, so uh, in my office here where I work at, uh, at home, uh, I'm, like, layering up. I got I got my hoodie on. Shout out to uh, – who's this one? Maggie McGarry's uh, great little pub in San Francisco who hooked me up with this hoodie. Uh, last year, I was actually, like, cleaning some stuff in the house. And I found this buried. Actually, no, I was moving some furniture in our our house here, and I found this was like sitting in our back room. I was like, "Oh, that's where that went." I better start wearing it. So I threw it on. Now, yeah, with the cold weather, I'm all good. But then uh, when the power was out, I was like, "Well, I better go run some quick errands before I have to record here." So went outside to uh, get some gas, and man, it is like a full blown like windy conditions right now. I'm like so. To the fellow clicksters out there, you know, please be safe. I think this is supposed to go on for like what the next week and a half, supposedly, like this big old rainstorm. Week, well, no, a few more days, and then this weekend looks kind of cloudy. At least on San Jose, my end, my my yeah. little weather, my iPhone is telling me. Yeah, and then and some more rain again, and ugh, it's crazy. And my parents, 
they live in Auburn. They're supposed to come to town to San Jose to visit us. But oh, really? They're, so they're like, yeah, we don't want to drive in the rain. And so so my kids still got other Christmas coming up, and it's going to probably be in February. So like, oh, okay. It's the make good for uh, for the grandparents. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So okay. My mom's like, oh, I just want to – I have all these presents. I can't – you know, and I'm like, Mom, don't worry. The kids will be excited for Christmas. It can happen in Mar- February, March, <laughs> July. They don't care. You yeah. Know, presents are yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, uh, shout out to you, by the way. I saw that. Looks like your son is really uh, uh, you know, taking <laughs> up uh, baseball. He's becoming a little. Yeah, uh, Santa brought a T ball, uh, T ball little wiffle ball set, which I want to get. And I want to play that. I want to hit. I, I hit a couple. You know, I, I got to hold back a little bit because I don't want the ball to go in the next door neighbor's house. But, uh, but yeah, my son, he's trying to get his grip going. Nice. My daughter, like she's five. She has a pretty good swing, you know. She takes direction well, so maybe softball might be in her yeah. future. Maybe, maybe baseball. You never know how things are changing. So. Absolutely, that's awesome, man. No, I'm just so happy to see uh, you uh, having all the fun things you're doing with your kids while you're at home and whatnot. So that's very cool. But uh, uh, no, but thank you once again to all the clicksters for tuning in. As always, please subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Let's see, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all the major podcast platforms. Uh, thank you for everyone who've been leaving comments over on Apple Podcasts and YouTube, all the new subscribers there. So thank you. Uh, things have been looking really awesome. And uh, in the click at gmail.com and uh, get the merch over at Teespring. So uh, uh, a lot of good things. 2021 has been uh, off to a pretty good start. So I'm looking forward to uh, what's next for us uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, so... John, having you on, I was trying to think, okay, what can we talk about? And there's one big topic you and I have been going back and forth privately in our private conversations about, which we will get to in a second, but then some big breaking news happened in the world of pro wrestling, specifically sports entertainment and WWE. So uh, in case you missed or you've been living under a rock, it was announced yesterday that WWE is going to be... I, I see everyone's... Initially, the headlines were shutting down the WWE network, and I think that's a little misleading. I I want to say not necessarily shutting down, but just moving it over. That's how I like to say it. Migrating, I think it's a good word. So uh, uh, moving over the WWE network under the NBC Universal slash the Peacock app, a streaming service. It's going to be available under in there now. Uh, I believe starting March 18th officially. So if you want to access the WWE Network, you just have to take one extra step and log on to Peacock. That's the NBC Universal app that they have. Like everyone's having like streaming apps now and creating all that stuff. Um, so it, it, it's exciting stuff, man. So, uh, John, yes, we'll get your initial reaction and then we'll kind of go over some of the details uh, that I can remember for off memory here. But yeah, just kind of your initial, uh, when you heard the news, what was your initial takeaway? First, I was a little disappointed because I love my WWE app. You know, I just, I, you know, I throw it on. I've just been watching Wrestling Challenge from 1986. They just, they dropped a bunch of episodes. I'm just like, I can go right to it. It's there. But now I'm like, would I have to do extra now? But then I realized it's on Peacock. Yeah. Which I already have Peacock for free. Mm-hmm. Our company, you have it too as well. Comcast. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, which is cool. Um, so I'm saving some money there. Right. So that yeah. on me, that that's cool. Um, I'm curious to see how the commercials are going to affect the shows. Is it going to be like, say if I click on NXT UK, will I just get 
one commercial before NXT UK plays or a couple are going to pop up through the Schmilla show, you know? Mm-hmm. So all that I'm kind of curious to know about, but I think it's a good move from WWE. I don't think WWE ever does anything. Like, they want to do it if it's a bad move, right? Mm-hmm. They, they never do that. They'll, they've always been, like, the cutting edge of, like, extreme, in my opinion. Remember they start this network, we're like, what? Mm-hmm. They're going like, to everything on this network and they're gonna all the pay-per-views wrestlemania royal rumble SummerSlam, etc yeah. they're, they're nuts they're nuts but they made it work yeah so and i want to see and I, so i think you know this five-year deal which is a for a lot of money i think people are said billion right a billion because yeah a billion dollars i mean they're already making more money than they are on the network now with it right with that yeah. deal it's for five years but who's to say they won't extend that who's to say that they could use that if it does well for Peacock to where they could, you know, negotiate the different another streaming service to go over there, you know, because mm-hmm. streaming servers are looking for content to, you know, to keep, you know, we, like one, one minute you see the office is on Netflix. We got the office, all seasons of the office. Now yeah. it's all on Peacock, right? Yeah. So it's just so interesting. The, the, the streaming games, I guess we should call them the streaming wars or games. I don't know, but, but yeah, it's, um, it's amazing. Yeah, the streaming wars, it, 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 that's probably the best way to describe it. Cause, so think about like what back in the day, it was the battle of the networks, you know, what Fox and NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, you and I, you know, growing up, that was the big thing. All the networks on, you know, basic TV and then cable and then the cable wars. And so, yeah, now here we are in this whole streaming wars that's going on. So, yeah, as you just touched on, so for all everyone that's interested about the details, so it's five years, a billion dollars, so what, two hundred million a year, and yeah, everything will go over, will migrate over starting March eighteenth. So you just log on to Peacock, and I guess they'll have probably like a WWE Network button, or you know, one, like you know, Disney Plus, for example, you know, has like Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic, which is I would assume just like that. I think. Yeah, it's going to be like you see WWE like icon, click it, and now you're in the network like you've been before, I think. For, yeah. For the most part. I'm sure it'll look a little different, but it, it should be pretty sim- uh, similar, I'm sure. And that's what I'm excited about. So come to details with that. So um, when you click on it, it'll pop up and it'll have everything that we all love, all the archive stuff, the matches, the pay-per-views, the in-ring shows, you know, NXT UK, 205 Live, all the outside stuff, Raw, SmackDown, NXT replays will be there, uh, the docs, the documentaries that they do. Um, and I believe they're going to bring back like the 24-7 channel aspect of it. So when you log on, there might be just a continuous, uh, like it's a cha- live channel just playing okay. whatever programming they have scheduled. But then, you know, if you don't want to watch what they're just currently showing you, you can just go ahead and skim through the different um you know options and pick out something you want to watch in real time or whenever you want so i'm excited for that as well so yeah it's uh um let's see also with the network so you think about it i depending on the numbers i mean i think it was like in and it's all happening just in america only so i don't know what they had their plans are for other parts of the world but here in america that's what's gonna happen with us and for me, I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. For me, it's just one extra step. It's not that big of a deal. And I know at Peacock, they have a free version, uh, but WWE Network will not be accessible through that. You need the the minimum one is the P- Peacock Premium, which is $4.99. And then they have a not, which has some commercials, the $9.99 version, which will have 
uh, no commercials or no ads at all. So, and then as you said, for the 499 one, if you have a Comcast plan, I already did it. So I logged on to the Peacock app last night. I linked up my Xfinity info and boom, I already have access to it. So I'm like, awesome. I guess technically I will be getting WWE Network free now as far as at least I may still pay Xfinity every month. And which is interesting, man. Like, remember like five years ago, I think it was about five years ago, the whole like cut the cord movement. Everyone's like, get rid of your cable and just go like get Netflix and like one or two other streaming services. But now I feel like there's so many streaming services out there that all adds up. And I think a lot of people are paying just as much as they used to with a cable plan. I never got rid of my cable. And now the great thing about at least with my Xfinity, a lot of these other streaming services, I log on with my Xfinity info and it automatically gives me a free access to it. So I don't know. It, it, it all kind of balances out in the end. I feel like as far as what you pay month to month. So for me, it works out. So I guess for right now, when WWE moves over to Peacock, I can just get the 499 version. I will have some ads. And if I want to upgrade to 999, that is the, their option there. And then I could, uh, so be paying the same, like what I'm currently paying right now, or I could technically get it for free, but with my Xfinity info. So I, I'm curious what, like what you said, how the ads are going to work out. And therefore, you know, for us specifically for Xfinity, like yeah. we got premium, which is the 499 version. Yeah. We go to Comcast say, hey, we want the no commercials. Do we pay just five bucks more? Ooh, good or point. Do pay, or do we pay 10 bucks? But that doesn't make sense. I would think we pay five bucks more, right? Yeah. Something to call up the Xfinity people. I'll do that for the show. Thank you, please. For research. The I'll do the, the, the heavy lifting here. Thank you. And <laughs> sit on sit on hold for like an hour yeah. waiting for them. To I'm, get... I'm working from home so I can do this. So. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I'm like I said, I'm excited. I think uh, um, for me, like I said, I'm excited. Like I'll get this for free now. And I'll save like theoretically 10 bucks a month now. And, uh, um, you know, with that being said, with the network, I'm curious how they're going to migrate everyone over is it like one day on March 18th, the network will just disappear and like all your infos brought over there. Like, I, so the whole transition of this is going to be really interesting. So, uh, as far as the logistics go, so in America, I think I've heard different numbers. WWE network averages like 1.1 to like 1.3 million subscribers. I've heard that number kind of vary a little bit. So let's see. I, like I was trying to do some math on trying to see, like you know, the money side of it all. So, like uh, you know, one point. Let's do one point three million uh, times ten bucks. So it's about thirteen million a, a month, and then times twelve, one hundred fifty-six million. So theoretically, if they're going to pay two hundred million a year from from Peacock, dude, like it makes sense. They're making so much extra money. Just for having someone else kind of host the network and run it for them. So financially, that's a great, a great situation for them. And so, but then again, you got to take into account, okay, the 499 aspects. I wonder how much this is all guaranteed money that they're going to get. So from a business standpoint, amazing smart move for Vince McMahon. Once again, Vince McMahon proves yeah. he's like the ultimate business guy here. They're, they're like, they're, like I said, they're on the cutting edge of streaming. They, they're usually head of the game. And when it comes to deals like this, Vince really doesn't make bad deals or WWE doesn't make bad deals like this. So I'm sure they looked at everything and, and they, they, you know, I'm sure Peacock on its own, like, cause if you, 
because did you watch Peacock Network before this or just didn't no? Really? I, I downloaded it, it, but I never really accessed it. Like we have, you know, I I was I'm always like I like old classic shows. You know, they have some like I love everybody love Raymond. I know like a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I just like I like classic kind of sitcom family situation stuff. It's a quick, easy watch. Um, they had some other cool shows I checked out. There's an Australian comedy called Five Bedrooms. I got really into like nice. Gave it a shot one day, and I'm just dying laughing. And then there was this uh, sci-fi show that only lasted like a year, but the one season, Brave New World was really good, I thought. And so I watched that with mm-hmm. uh, um, Alden Ehrenreich, who was Han Solo in, in, in Solo. So I checked it out because he was the network like that guy. Okay, right on. Great actor. So it was good. So I already got the feel of what Peacock has. So, you know, to me, it's just it's cool. And I think they started – Peacock started throwing – WWE content on there. They started throwing some of the old 24-7s and they yeah. started throwing old WrestleManias and old big shows, matches. Most of the documentary stuff I think they mostly had on there. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch them, I've seen them all or most of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure on their end, they probably saw how much people were interested on those, you know, clicking on those. So maybe they're like, hey, let's, let's, let's capitalize on this WWE stuff. We're doing well for our, our network, so... And that's the thing also uh, I think people should keep in mind is so Peacock launched, I think, last summer, and I yeah, think July. they're up to like 26 million subscribers, which is a, a good number. But like I think Disney Plus has like 100 million something subscribers. Netflix has like a couple hundred, 200 something million subscribers. So, it, you know, it's still like a big difference, but at least they're making strides to, you know, catch up and in order to get subscribers, you need content. And WWE, they make content all throughout the year with the pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. So it's a big deal. And obviously, they had the relationship because um, – so I believe – is it – okay, NBC Universal. Is it NBC Universal owns Comcast or Comcast owns NBC Universal? I get kind of confused on, like, who's, like, which company owns what. NBC under umbrellas, like USA Network and all that stuff, yeah. which is the – so it's all kind of the ratios already there exactly so yeah so that's what i was getting at was like okay raw and nxt are on usa network which is under or owned by nbc which therefore owns peacock so uh yeah they're like okay we have this we pay for this tv deal for them like let's have this on peacock as well so it makes sense and i think for wwe okay you have like 1.3 million uh network subscribers in america uh, Peacock says what twenty six million. So theoretically, that number maybe hopefully people maybe when they start logging in their Peacock accounts, you know, come March, maybe they'll see the new like WWE button and they'll want to start watching it again. Maybe there were some casual fans from back in the day who just tuned out, but then maybe they'll start seeing it. So then they'll kind of like, oh, you know, hey, I remember WWE. I was a big Stone Cold fan back in the day or something. They want to start watching it again. So maybe that's also for WWE. Maybe they can kind of get some new fans that way through this streaming service. So I think it's all mostly positive. Um, and I know, uh, I think also with this five-year deal, there's uh, they're going to like do like one big documentary a year, which I believe kind of like a last ride type of thing. So I'm kind of curious what other, uh, you know, who, who could be like the next big documentary that they'll focus on. I mean, I think Stone Cold was rumored to be getting something. Um but I, I don't know if that was Vince like a, is getting one on Netflix though, right? Yeah, that was on Netflix. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting uh, to see what happens there. But uh, Hogan, I, be a good one. Hogan, yeah, I mean, God. Hogan's life now, you know. 
all his trials and tribulations that he went through with the scandal from the, the highs Absolutely. of his career to the scandal to the stuff with his family and everything. They yeah. And I know, I mean, like, I know they have, like, the Icons show coming out on the network, which I'm looking forward to as well. But then I think, like, this is separate. Like, some people are doing, like, something with A&E. I don't know if you saw something about that. Like, That's WWE right. and A&E. Right. They, got their iron, they, got their, they got their irons and all these different kind of fires, right? Yeah. And that's what they do. I mean, just look like right this. Just today they aired the uh, Superstar Spectacular for India because they got yeah. the India going, you know, and. You know, that's bringing money. And obviously, you know, India plays good money. I mean, shoot, I think Impact survives on the India money for a long time. <laughs> keeping afloat from just the money from India. So, yeah, man, just WWE, this, the machine just keeps rolling. My only concern is, okay, now that, like, NBC technically is going to be running or overseeing the WWE Network, I wonder if there's any content on there, on the network currently, that they might want to take off or censor in some way. You know what I mean? Like, my, it's my only concern would they be like, like, ah, oh, that one old match, you know, it's kind of violent. Maybe we don't want that on there anymore. Well, they have movies on there, violent movies on there, not just mm-hmm. network television stuff. They have a movie, um, a movie section, which okay. has rated horror movies. So, okay. I mean, I hope they don't really get upset with blood and some ECW. I don't think they know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a little secret. Keep it just for us to search out. So that was my one thing. I also, I know, like, you know, think about it, like all the 24 docs that they make and some of these other network specials. I, I know, like, WWE, they were making all those things as to create extra content and give us, you know, fans a reason to keep subscribing every month. So I wonder now that they have, like, this big payday, I wonder would they slow down making those on the regular? I hope not. I like. I really enjoy all those. Like I enjoyed Drew McIntyre's uh, documentary on it. I think that helps with the character profiles of guys mm-hmm. and to get kind of more invested into the the wrestlers and the characters. Um, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure 205 Live's gonna stick around now. And like, yeah, like that. I'm glad that on the presser they they listed NXT UK. Yeah, so that's not going anywhere. You know, I was. Kind of wonder, but I mean, what they're gonna do? They have this whole PC up there and everything. And but you know, I was always a little, you know, because the way the world is right now, you just never know, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're committed to it to NXT UK because it's a good product. And I don't know, how, have you been keeping track of this whole the NBC Sports Network situation that's been going on? Yes, with the uh, sports possibly moving to the USA Network, yeah. which could bump NXT off Wednesdays, which you know cut out our you know fun of you know nxt versus AEW, which to me there's two shows happening the same night and you know like (laughs) yeah yeah, it's not like nitro and raw like where there's really like monster ratings for each and it's really highly competitive it's just you know they're talking 700 800 viewers compared to you know 50 to 700,000 viewers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for anyone who who didn't hear, like I saw, so honestly, when that, I think, uh, news broke last Friday, I ran down to my uh, uh, sister station, KNBR, and I was like talking to some of my coworkers, like, hey, you guys see this? And honestly, I saw Dave Meltzer's like tweet about or responding to it. And so I went to, went for like one of the older tweets that had me like one of the original announcements. And I went to show my coworkers, and none of them heard the news yet. And usually, like breaking news in sports world, I they are my coworkers know all about it in advance. I'm like, I would think this is kind of a big deal. Like NBC Sports Network is shutting down, 
by the end of the year and it looks like all the sporting events that they do show there yeah gonna move over to the usa network so like nascar and 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 the nhl and i know the nhl that takes place mostly on wednesday nights, i believe and so therefore the question is what happens to nxt uk so yeah as you just said well they or did I say NXT? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, NXT. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm all, you got me thinking about NXT UK still. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know it's it's uh, that would kind of suck. I mean, kind of like it on you know USA and you know that that's been fun. Wednesday night's been fun. I mean, I know it's fun. To, I I'm a I'm a nut. I have to watch like four hours of wrestling that night because I, I know Thursday night. So maybe it's best for me to have it on separate nights. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, it'd be interesting. Yeah, if if. Once things move, I mean, this all would probably take place later in the year. I know uh, NXT's contract with USA is up this October. NBC Sports Network shuts down in the year. So all of it kind of lines up pretty nicely for all these different shifts might be going on. So, yeah, if NXT, if like NHL takes Wednesday nights on USA Network, does NXT yet move to Tuesday or Thursday or just be available exclusively just back on the network again? through peacock and that would kind of reinforce you know people getting peacock so i'm i'm with you like i do like it on the usa network i think it really solidifies nxt uk as a strong third brand that's on cable network but i mean i'm going to tune in no matter where it's on i mean that for me like you and i we're, we're, we're hooked already so it doesn't really matter but i think i mean i kind of like when it was on tuesdays it was kind of cool like you know, it had its dedicated time and it was like getting master or big ratings for them. So I don't know. I mean, you know, the powers that be will decide the future of uh, NXT. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not like the NXT ratings have been gangbusters, you know, yeah. either. So was it something they're like, Hey, we, I mean, I think that what they pay like 50 million for that show. I think, I think it was 30 million. Yeah. 30 million. Oh, won't you <laughs> Damn, like the lotto. Damn pocket change to, to us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, still, you know, they're paying thirty million. So, yeah. is that like, but for them, is that cheap for to have a show that does that ratings? Is it still good? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's the that's for the real TV experts to kind of dig through. But um, yeah, but I hope it doesn't go anywhere. I hope it stays on USA. I, I, I like the third brand on on. I like NXT being on the US network and USA network. So, yeah, Hopefully. no, and like I said, I mean, I think at the end of the day. You and I, it's not going to be that big of a difference. I know, like I said, some of my coworkers were pissed off. Like, oh, I don't want to, to deal all this. I'm like, it's just one extra step. Like, you got to log on to Peacock. And like I said, you and I, we already got Peacock, the premium free with Comcast. So if I, I have no problem sitting through a couple commercials here and there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if I can get that free, save my 10 bucks a month, awesome. I'll uh, put it towards uh, something else, maybe like some more action figures or something like that. Again, though, I'm telling you, every time I click on the W network and every time I click on a show, I get that same Royal rumble commercial, like every time I click. And then like, for some reason I had to rewind something and I logged the completely out of the show. I was watching. So I had to re-click on it. And that thousand start right where I had, I clicked off. No, it took me to the beginning. And I got yes. that rumble commercial again. I'm like, Oh, yeah, I know it's coming up. You don't need to freak. Show me a give me a total divas commercial. I don't care. I'm begging you, Miss and Miss and Misses. Just give yeah. me any other commercial. I don't care. Just give me Vince McMahon saying hi to me. Just give me anything, dude. I don't care. You know, like just 
the same Royal Rumble commercials over and over. They just last last uh, month with the TLC pay per views. Like, jeez, this is yeah. one time. My head's gonna explode. <laughs> it's uh, it's interesting that like also. Uh, I mean, I think for some people, they're trying to think of it as, okay, well, I can still pay $9.99 a month, like I'm always doing, and I still get WWE Network, but now I get access to the whole NBC archive of, like you said, The Office and Saturday Night Live and all those other great things. So Yeah, there's there's some good shows on there. I mean, you get some extra content, some extra access to movies you haven't probably seen. You know, it's just whatever. It's good to have that. Then again, we have way too many options, right? Like, I don't know if you ever do this, like, go on. Yeah, I'm going to go see if I'm going to watch them on Netflix. I'm scanning for, like, an hour. Then I'm like, nah, I'm going to watch YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I think I watch more on YouTube. Wrestling, you know, like, oh, God, LaRocca, just watch some movies, you know? Oh, my God. Like, you're you're right. Like, I think I spend more time watching stuff on YouTube Mm -hmm. than, like, yeah, Netflix and stuff, like, uh, I was trying to show my dad to use Netflix and like, like there's so much to watch here. And he's like, what do you want to watch? He's like, I don't know. I mean, at least like Disney plus, you know, watching the Mandalorian. I've been watching WandaVision. So like, I have some like specific things to watch. I got like Amazon prime, uh, when I was buying all my computer stuff and I was like, I wanted the faster delivery. And then I was like, oh yeah, I have access to the movie. So I watched like the Borat movie, the new one. And then uh, I was like, okay, what else can I watch? I was like, I've been meaning to watch The Boys, but I need to sit down and do that. Um, and then I was like, I'll watch it, but then I'll probably cancel my Amazon Prime because like I don't use Amazon a lot for like buying stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me watch the TV show. My wife, I got, I got more packages coming to my door. And I was like, hey, another one. But the Amazon Prime is cool for me. I dig it because they have some. They also have some really funky wrestling on there, like some classic stuff. You look up, look wrestling. Okay. You get like old USWA stuff. Steve Austin is younger. Really. And, and then I mean, good, but also just random, right? But also for me, like I like older movies from like the eighties. It's like just or old horror old, or sci-fi. Yeah. Italian sci-fi is like totally yeah. out there B movie crap, right? So like they have a lot of that stuff for me and as a prize. So I, I if I'm looking for something retro, I just kind of jump on there. Yeah, and uh, I know we've been spending a lot of time on. This, so just one last <laughs> thing is, uh, did you hear kind of like a little bit the fallout now with WWE and ESPN because of all this? Like, so I, I, last year I remember there was rumors that WWE wanted to uh, start or Vince at least wanted to start like outsourcing or licensing. Uh, different, you know, major pay-per-views like the big four pay-per-views to other streaming platforms, and you pay us, uh, you know, a fee for that. And uh, I know, like, a couple of two big executives that he had working for him, he let them go because they just want to focus on the network, while Vince wanted to expand. And the rumor was like maybe ESPN Plus, like WrestleMania, will be available on ESPN Plus. Didn't work out at the time, you know, obviously with the pandemic and stuff. But now here we are. With this Peacock deal, it looks that that's what Vince wanted. He wanted someone else to pay him for his content, and he's getting that. But now uh, ESPN is pissed off, and now I guess apparently the rumor is like uh, no more WWE content or it's banned. Oh, no. Shucks. You know, <laughs> like, 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 I don't think ESPN is ESPN of like – I know it's still a big network, but yeah. nothing to where it's like I think it's going to really hurt. So I think they're fine. Two hundred billion for five years. Fox yeah. deal still going for a couple more years. India, like you know, they got so much going. I'm, I'm yeah. sure. 
Yeah. yeah. They could pay us and we, they wouldn't even know. Like, we'd be like Office Space, the guy from Office Space. We still pay that guy? You know, that'll be us, you know. Red Stapler. We get on lockers, getting checks just because. <laughs> yeah. They could afford it and they wouldn't care. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know. Exactly. Well, and then, uh, so it makes you wonder, like, what's SmackDown's fate? I know, like, what, four more years left on the deal with Fox, but could they eventually? They're well Fox, though. They're not yeah. there. There's an over 2 million rating, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, they've had some, so, you know, but it's so awesome. Before the pandemic, they were really doing really great on there. And they saw the potential when they, after that Dallas game, right? The rating mm-hmm. they had after that football game. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good fit. You know, Friday nights, which is usually like a, a harder day to draw, you know, mm-hmm. a rating. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good marriage. I think they'll want to continue that. And also, just, uh, also I'm wondering – you know, okay, SmackDown's fate in the near future, keep track of. But I wonder if, like, you know, NBC, could they eventually just try to buy WWE from Vince McMahon? I, I personally don't think Vince will ever give it up. But well, when he passes away, you never know, right? Yeah. So who knows? I mean, in five years, Disney, could Disney could be one. Yeah. I mean, so I, a lot of stuff. I mean, this is all just us, you've, you and I fantasy talking about down the road, but you know, just stuff to kind of keep your eye on and see how other new deals could happen in your future. So anyway, it's a, hey, it's this, it's the streaming world that we live in now and, you know, TV consumption. And it, I, it's really fascinating to me when I saw this, the news break and I was like, wow, this is just so interesting to me. And just, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll do it all. I'll consume it all. So yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So. We'll see. It's all good stuff. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right. So a topic that you and I have been throwing back and forth with one another uh, for the last few weeks. And I think you and I are pretty much on the same page. And it's something I think it really deserves like an open discussion, which is Kenny Omega, AEW, this partnership with Impact Wrestling. There's a lot to dissect here. And I think you and I are on the same page as far as I don't think it's been executed properly or it, it could be handled a lot better up until this point for me. And I, like you said, I, I know, I think you was it last week you did a podcast uh, uh, on the fight game podcast. Kyle? You pretty much said it's been botched, right? Is that to, to, yeah. to sum it up? Which upset the, the natives, you know, they got upset. You know. <laughs> so for me, where I'm coming from, yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, we'll, we'll go through kind of like the timeline of things from how I'm trying to explain it all. So where I'm coming from is, and this is what you and I were talking off the air a little bit. If you were to take someone, non-wrestling fan, who hasn't been keeping track of Kenny Omega and everything he's been up to pretty much since what, all all out, I want to say. I think that's where kind of things started to change for him. If you were to sit them down and just explain to them what's been going on if that person has any sort of common sense they would realize it doesn't make sense this story a lot of the plot holes motivation of people involved here it doesn't make sense and the based on that kind of just uh, that idea the more i just think about it, i'm like i'm watching impact and AEW the last few weeks i mean the last definitely the last six weeks where all this stuff's been really been uh, going on and i'm like a lot of this doesn't make sense of just like, what is going on here? So um, I, I guess, John, for you, go ahead if you want, just maybe if you, yeah, if you can't explain why, in your opinion, this whole thing's been kind of just botched so far. Well, when they did the turn and Kenny Omega won the title on Moxley, 
Don Callis, you know, swerved them all, and now they're going to Impact, and like not once has any one of management been upset with with Don Callis and Omega. He still can go on the show. There's, there's like Tony Khan. We don't see him other than we see him as a heel on Impact, which totally <laughs> makes no sense. Other than yeah. I think he's just having fun in someone else's sandbox and you know getting his kicks there, but like. We saw him just one little tiny, uh, two little clips. First clip, he was upset, yelling at Don Callis as him and Omega ran down the hallway into their limo and mm-hmm. got out. We saw, like, but like if you if you didn't know who Tony Khan was, you would not know who the little skinny guy is with the headset in the corner is, right? Mm-hmm. It was so quick. And then recently, when the two weeks ago now, when the Good Brothers uh, wrestled for the first time on Impact. They cut. They cut to a a, a a little video box with the Young Bucks. So the the match was going to be Omega and his buddies, the Young Bucks, in a six man tag. Don Callis is like, "Hey guys, you know, let's do let's. You guys get your own entrance. We'll get our own. Let's make it really cool and special. Let's not do the whole elite music. Let's do something cool and just like you do your thing. You'll have your big pyro and we'll do ours. So Omega comes out. Callis gets on the mic and he's introducing. Like, you think he's going to introduce the Young Bucks? Now nah, he introduces the Good Brothers who come from the side, and now they're wrestling in this match. Which should they really be allowed to wrestle? But they, anyway, they cut to Omega. They cut to Tony Khan and the Bucks watching this, and the Bucks are laughing like, "Ah, we got ribbed," you know, like they're, like they're not pissed, they're not upset, they're not angry. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan is smiling, like, and then I, right at the end of the clip, he start a little shot. He finally gets a little a mean face on, like. He should be upset. He should not allow the Good Brothers to be wrestling. These invaders. <laughs> but why can they freely just wrestle? Right? It just doesn't make sense. It just yeah. really, it just, it doesn't feel like an invasion angle. I don't know if it's really an invasion angle or it's just. And like in this week alone, after last week, the Young Bucks go to Kenny Mega's house to talk to him. He's not there. They're confronted by Don Callis. They now the Bucks are angry about what happened last week. They're laughing about it or going, "Oh shucks," you know, the week before. <laughs> yeah. But now, now they're upset with Don Callis, and now apparently we're supposed to think they beat him up. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Don Callis beat himself up to mm-hmm. kind of get Kenny pissed on the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But now this week, on this week's episode, the Young Bucks are teaming with the Good Brothers against the Dark Order. So why would they want to team with the Good Brothers? I don't know if that's been explained. I don't watch BTE. I'm sorry. I can't keep up with every little thing on their social media content. Like, mm-hmm. But it it doesn't make sense now. Why are they now? Why, why are these EVPs that we all know they talk about as being EVPs teaming up with these invaders from a different company? Just, just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you perfectly summed it up right there as far as. Okay. So Kenny Omega. And I think a lot of. Okay. Listen, on paper, sure, this is awesome as far as AEW working with Impact Wrestling, two promotions, non-WWE promotions working together in America. We haven't seen that in a long time, maybe since, what, Territory Days, if you want to that throwback. I mean, I know, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, the Impact do some stuff, or TNA back in the day, but, or, you know, stuff on a more smaller scale, maybe, but nonetheless... Okay, that's cool that they're working together, but it, it, it's it's what's the point of all of it? 
for AEW, you're this is a company much smaller than you. So are you going to gain that much more of a following by showing up over there or working with Impact? Impact, it's a great situation for them. They're going to get a ton of exposure or mentions on Dynamite and whatnot. And hopefully people will tune into Access TV and they've been getting a bump as of late. But yeah, now from the actual storyline though. Okay, so Kenny Omega wins the championship from Moxley at Winter is Coming back in December. He goes running off with Don Callis, and he's like, we'll go to uh, Impact and explain all of this. So we hear this explanation, you know, how he's the best. They've been longtime friends. But I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish here? Do you, yeah, is this an invasion of AEW into Impact? Is this supposed to be an invasion from Impact into AEW? I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just like a new NWO and WCW. At least that story, I think, was a little more easy to understand back at the time. And that was me in, what, middle school, high school. I could understand it at the time. And for me, I like my stories easy to understand and explain. I mean, that's why I give NXT credit. For the most part, all their storylines are pretty simple, easy to follow along, not over convoluted. Like where it's kind of happening right now in AEW and Impact. So I'm like, what's the motivation of all this? Don Callis, who's like the head guy or one of the head guys over Impact, you're bringing in a champion from another company into your company that you work for. But why do you want him to be your champion for Impact? Or, I mean, I get you said the belt collector. That's like his new gimmick. But like, what's the point of that? Like, what what's the point of having Kenny show up on Impact? Like, I, I just don't get it. And then... Okay, obviously he's reuniting with his old Bullet Club boys, the Good Brothers. That's a cool callback for stuff in Japan. Now they're showing up on AEW Dynamite. So is that supposed to be an invasion by way of because they're just aligning themselves with Kenny Omega? But what do they get by coming over into AEW? They're already champions in their other promotion. But what do they get by showing up in AEW? So I just don't get what the motivation is for these people in different promotions working together when it should be pretty cl- uh, 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 clear, it should be like AEW versus Impact, theoretically. I think that's the easier story to tell. It's like these guys versus these guys because there's two separate companies. But now it's like multiple guys, you know, working together and then multiple guys, other guys, you know, pissed off. And then even last week, Matt Hardy and Private Party showed up and uh, <laughs> they're... They're uh, all. They won the the match at the end against uh, James Storm and uh, Chris Sabin, and now they're the new number one contenders for the Good Brothers. So the Good Brothers are defending their Impact Tag Titles against an AEW tag team. So I'm like, is this just talent sharing, or is this an an invasion angle? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, like I said, how do I explain this to someone non wrestling fan like you and I who've been watching? Like, we're trying to understand, and it's confusing because well, one show you have Tony Khan's. On a on a Kramer personality who's a heel and he's he's upset with Impact. Yet, other than Don Callis, everyone else in Impact is like just normal, right? They're, yeah. They and the Good Brothers now, but you know, Rich Swan didn't want this to happen. You know, all these like, so why is you know? <laughs> I don't know. And then and then, the, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> See, no, like you and I were baffled. Like, like this is confusing. When I saw a private party, when I read that they showed up to Impact, the challenge, Gallows and Anderson, you could put the private party on each shoulders, and they're not as big as Luke Gallows himself. 
right? <laughs> and sure enough, they can't get in scale not weigh as much as Luis Gallows and so I'm pretty sure. So maybe stack Matt Hardy on there. He he might tip the scale. But, yes, exactly. Uh, like this is the team. Like at least send SCU, who's like an established tag team that has some history with Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. That would kind of make some sense, I guess. But it's just so damn confusing. And Tony Khan needs to be an on-air character, not as a heel in AEW, but he needs to be the guy like, hey, what you guys did was wrong. You know what? Okay, I'll let you guys play your game, but we're going to kick your ass. I got, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'll, allow, I'll allow Gals Anderson here. But tr- trust me, we're, they're going to go up with some, the, some stiff competition here, and we're going to show you who's better and all that kind of stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Like, say something. He's not, yeah. He hasn't, you know, they need to, and then strip Kenny Omega Evans EVP, right? He breached his contract. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, but, you know, but with AEW, the way they act, like, well, you know, this is a storyline. This is just, you know, you know, like, (laughs) you're not going to get the heat generated. Like, people thought fucking WWE was showing, WF was showing up in in WCW in May of 96, right? When Hall showed up and started saying, yo, right? And then they didn't wrestle the next day on Nitro. They didn't wrestle to the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And finally, Eric Bischoff allowed it. WCW allowed it so we can get some you know, retribution you know, on these you know, Vaders. That's how it all planned out. These, WCW was really well planned on the beginning. You know, we can talk about the finish of it all, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it has to be something like that. Like, well, who, like what is this? Where's it going? And why? <laughs> then Moxley comes. Oh, then, then this, would, this blew my freaking mind, right? <laughs> So Moxie comes out. He fights Omega, right? He's he's fine. Experience. He attacks Omega. The good brothers attack Moxley. Here comes the young bucks. They're trying to keep cool, cooler heads from Omega. And you know, but they're like, hold on, hold on, leave them alone. But then here come the Lucha Brothers to save the day. And then the but then the Lucha Brothers super kick the young bucks who are just trying to keep the peace. Like why yeah. would the Lucha Brothers all of a sudden? It's just totally wacky. It's just it's all it's all over the page. And like just like I say, coming up tomorrow, the young bucks who were screwed by Don Callis two weeks ago are now teaming with his tag team this week. Yeah. Yeah. So- <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was trying to think like how can they retcon this a little bit to make it somewhat sense. Maybe does Kenny like does Don Callis reveal that Kenny Omega is a spy and he's been with Impact the whole time? He's been an Impact employee the whole time. I mean, I'm trying to think like yeah. a big reveal like that. So it's like, haha, my my top Impact star is actually now the AEW champion. We're bringing the championship over here, but I mean, you already have an Impact Championship World Title. So what's the point of having the AEW Championship show up there? You're just promoting this other company and their title. Like I'm just. Like I said, I don't get it. Like, it would have made more sense maybe if Don Callis, you know, did the uh, the initial guest commentary was at All Out originally when Kenny defeated Hangman Page and initially turned heel that night. Not really. He just he just won the match clean, so he didn't really turn heel to the the title change. Oh my god! Yeah, which the Kenny Omega personality, the gimmick current, I want to get into in a second as well because. I'm not fully invested in as well. That's a whole nother thing. But I was thinking, you know, could, would it have been better if like Don Callis you know, says, oh, Kenny invited me here. And then um, maybe he starts bringing in more impact guys with him. 
and they're like, oh, these are my friends. And we were all special and got guests, and like they sit ringside, but then they jump over the barricade and attack everyone. Then it's like, okay, actually, like an impact invasion, like Don Callis tricked people just to show up as a friend, but in reality, it was a way to get his guys in to beat the crap out of them. And like, maybe the motivation is you guys act like you're the second best company in America, but you only been around for just barely a year. We've been around overall impact in TNA for 20 plus years. So where's our respect? I mean, that's like, I would, that's an easy motivation right there. But then, I mean, obviously it doesn't really make sense for Callis and Kenny to be uh, teammates at the time. Um, unless it was revealed, like he's the third man, brother. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, on paper, just like for, for impact, it seems like a positive because they'll get some more attention on them, like you said earlier. But really, other than that first night when Kenny showed up, they've only been they've been doing their normal rating, and or they got barely any bump. They got less on their pay per view where Kenny wrestled and beat their champion clean. By the way, which mm-hmm. was ridiculous as a, that is, like they mm-hmm. should have some kind of cheating to win. Mm-hmm. Like the next, the rating that following after that pay per view did less than the week before. So. Kenny hasn't really done much. This hasn't done much at all for Impact. And that was botched from the beginning because, like, down that first episode of Impact, Scott D'Amore was like, we got Kenny. We got Kenny. We got Kenny. Instead of being like, hey, um, Don, like, what were you doing? Uh, and then Don was like, don't worry, man. We got Kenny Omega. We got the one of the best wrestlers in the world on our roster now. He's going to wrestle for Impact. He's like, and, and, and Scott D'Amore said, yeah, Kenny's great. That's sensational. But I wish you would have ran this by me first. Mm-hmm. Create some tension there. You kind of baby face impact a little bit, right? If it's not going to be a promotion versus promotion thing, it may just going to be the Good Brothers Omega thing, right? That could be its own thing. But at least for the – just don't make the company impact look like dipshits. And don't make mm-hmm. – like, well, don't forget. Don't forget, Kyle. We got Rich Swan. He's a pretty good talent, too. He's a pretty good world champion, you know, and Cosmo, oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. But we got to have Mega, like, you know, and then so they kind of have some kind of like, either some conflict there for Omega and Impact. And then there's also, of course, conflict with AEW. That's yeah. why. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's all over the page. But now you have, then you have, you know, Tony Khan being an asshole. But okay, Tony, mm-hmm. but like, why are you an asshole here if it's really not all of Impact doing this? It's just mm-hmm. Don Kelly. Yeah, he's yeah. part of it. He's not the management, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's it's just it's just too much. I, yeah. Um, no, no, I'm with you because it's like it, it just doesn't make sense from like a motivation standpoint. With all, like I said, it, it, it it's really confusing. It's just it's individual parties from these different co- companies working together when it's not as clear and defined of like it should be this promotion versus this promotion, and then you can easily create like a conflict between the two there. But it, it, yeah, I'm just like, what? What's going on? And then, um, my other thing too is, yeah, like, what's the long term goal? What can come from this? M- my guess, like, eventually, I'm, I'm guessing Kenny's probably going to beat Rich Swan at at some point for the Impact title. It's not going to be the next pay per view. It's going to be Rich Swan and Moose. Yes, is that the, the one in February? Is that the one? Yeah, the February 13th, No Surrender, I guess it's called, or something like that. Okay. And then, before NXT. I know it's before NXT. And then the, the Rebellion pay-per-view that they announced for April has like the little Omega symbol in it, so I guess it's a, a clue that he's probably going to show up and work there. So does Kenny win the Impact title there and then kind of starts the whole belt collector gimmick as far as, okay, he has AEW, he has the AAA Mega Championship still, and he has... 
the impact champ. So he has like three belts holding on to, you know, like that's part of the storyline there. But long term, I guess you would have to create a build up a star to defeat someone from impact to eventually to defeat him. Maybe could that be Moose down the road? I don't know. I, I'm Moose and Rich Swan. <laughs> tell you that. I mean, I like I like Swanee. Like he's he's a good little worker, and but like like on the marquee main event, do you really see like like Rich Swan as like you know he's like a to me Rich Swan's a good talent like, like in the middle of the show. You know he's a good mm-hmm. show guy, good tag team guy. Yeah. And Willie Mack would be a great are, are a good tag team where mm-hmm. they make great chemistry together. But like at least Moose looks like carries himself like someone. You know, yeah, he's a big old guy and. You know, I don't know. Maybe Mego might not like working with a guy like Moose. He probably prefers a guy like more his style, like Rich Swan. But I mean, I think they made Rich Swan look like a complete goof in this whole. Thing, yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe not, he's not going to be a champion. It's going to be Moose that takes the title. So the other thing too. So what I was talking about with Kenny Omega's character, and listen, I know this first year of AEW's existence, a lot of people thought they were just going to get a continuation of the Kenny Omega that they saw in New Japan. We didn't necessarily get that. He was really focused on being a tag team with Heyman and Page. And so a lot of people were like, where is the guy that we just saw with all those matches with Okada and Jericho? We're not kind of getting that same guy right now. And so in some ways, maybe his momentum was even kind of ruined because of that. Now, a lot of people were like, we want the cleaner again. We want... Uh, uh, th- that guy from New Japan back here in America. And so a lot of people were craving that. And so w- when he defeated Hangman Adam Page, but like as you said, it was done clean. He beat him clean, no pun intended, but. And then all he did was Hangman, you know, went for like a hug, wherever, if I remember correctly. And then he just fell. And Kenny just stood out of the way and just walked out and told like the Young Bucks, like, come with me, come with me if you want to. But he just left. So I was like, it wasn't the most like official heel turn, but I guess that was the start of the heel turn there. And then all he did was really just put on sunglasses, and then all of a sudden he's like, flashy a shirt. He- yeah, flashy shirts. And it's like, okay, so he's a heel now, but it wasn't as defined. And my issue is like, okay, is he officially like the cleaner again? But like, they don't really acknowledge it. And so, and and what I'm getting at is. Imagine, I'm sure there's a lot of hardcore fans who know about the whole cleaner gimmick and what he did in New Japan. But imagine a lot of newer fans to AEW who just know Kenny Omega based on what his time so far on TNT. If you don't know about that New Japan stuff, I think they've really done a lousy job kind of defining and explaining what that character is. Or at least he as explaining what is the cleaner character. Like even for me, I, you know, I wasn't watching New Japan closely over the last few years. So I had to kind of go back and kind of research it. And, you know, you know, it, 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 please confirm it if I'm explaining right. The cleaner gimmick was more or less at the time, him trying to clean out the juniors division, right? And become the top person in that weight class, win the title there, and then he eventually moved up to heavyweight and was dominating there. He kind of, well, he lucked out when AJ left to WWE and Carl Anderson and Lou Gallows left. So, you know, it left a spot for, a leader for the Bullet Club, uh, a, you know, I guess the leader has always been like a foreign leader because Finn Balor first, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, and so they went with Kenny Omega in that spot. And you know, 
people want the cleaner. They want Kenny Omega, New Japan, and and AEW. Like those diehard New Japan fans who also diehard AEW fans want that guy. Mm-hmm. You can't have that guy because you don't have the Booker behind it. You don't have Gato. Yeah, it. Gato is a brilliant mind, as we as we know. Mm-hmm. He knew how to use Kenny to the best of his abilities, how to get everything out of him. I think he created the best bout machine. Like he created, he he pushed him, he made him that in that gave him those in that position. He you know there's a natural storyline within Kedo Kota Bushi that he he was working towards and everything. I Kenny Omega is just on his own and left his own creativity. Like I don't think he's as he doesn't have the 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 editor like he needs right with like Ghetto was like kind of keep him on track. You know, it's kind of like Vince Russo when he went to WCW. Oh, he he's gonna just launch WCW man. It's gonna be a whole new era with Vince Russo. But we found out like Vince Russo is the shits without Vince McMahon just editing out all his crap. You know. Yeah, that and that's the thing. It's like okay, he throws on the shades. I wish the announcers would explain maybe the importance of Kenny Omega wearing shades. You know, just little details. Just fill us in. Like, if we didn't watch New Japan, explain. I don't think Jim Ross knows or Tony <laughs> knows that See, that, 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 that's, that, that is true. He was probably itching at the bit to say every little detail about that crap. But, but I'm like, you know, at least kind of explain who is this persona that he's starting to do once again. And why should we care about this? And maybe, I mean, I don't know how much language they can use that like New Japan owns the rights to, but maybe explain like over his time in New Japan, he dominated in the juniors division and he cleaned out that division, maybe play on words that way. And just explain a little bit of what this character he's resembling once again that we saw a few years ago. So like I said, we didn't watch New Japan back at the time. At least we can kind of connect the dots in our head and start kind of getting emotionally involved. Like, oh, okay, so this is a a heel he did once before, a persona he had once before, but he's bringing it back. And, you know, Hangman was kind of like the first victim of that. We're just... It's just assume all the fans don't know anything about New Japan and just turn heel and do your own thing. Like, yeah. Make it your own. Maybe he is. Maybe he, is the, maybe he thinks he is with this, you know, flashy shirts and these expensive shoes yeah. and all stuff. But also, with his in-ring wrestling, is he still going to do the same thing he does before? Mm. Now he needs to heal a little bit. Now you know a lot more. Now he needs to cheat more. He needs to do stuff. To me, he's still doing V triggers and mm-hmm. you know Terminator dives and mm-hmm. like you know just because he's you know look at a crowd, little the camera, little with a little angry face <laughs> and say "f you" doesn't mean you're heal. You know, yeah, yeah. It's pacing, it's timing, it's a lot of other things that just you know just. It's just like I say, say F you to the crowd. And, and, and so if you're still going to go out there and have these crazy matches and do all these crazy moves, like people are going to cheer you still. So, you know, they're just more in. They're just, they're just more in with it than actually giving you heat, right? Yeah. Now, granted, there's not that many fans there to really get this heat. But I'm assuming if there was fans, the AEW fans would probably mostly cheer than they will boo. I think the only yeah. person they actually booed was MGF. But I think they're that was still kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know. Mm-hmm. But, when we talk about AEW, like one thing that just really frustrates me, like everyone always talks about they have such great long term storytelling. It's a long term story. Don't you can't grade it yet, but like how many stuff have they just these long term stories that just automatically dropped from small stories to big stories? Like mm-hmm. how long it took for the whole Kenny Omega Adam Page split up to where they just split up? Yeah. And like no no breakup, no violent ending, nothing, no, no, you know, nothing. Just it was just they had a, a tournament. 
they fell in the finals, they wrestled, and he just walked away from him. And yet Adam Page was, for a couple weeks was thinking they're still a tag team, but but you know, he, but he didn't get it that they weren't. So he's an idiot. I mean, yeah, Kenny in his interviews know. was just acknowledging that tag teams in the past he's going to be a single star again. And Hangman, yeah, was trying to hope hold on to some hope that they were going to maintain what they once had. But yeah, I'm with you. It's just like, you know, flesh out these details. Yeah, like, okay, if Kenny Rihanna do the cleaner gimmick, explain what that gimmick is so people know. Or as you said, yeah, do your own, do a new heel persona and, and you know, do, make something different out of it. Maybe Kenny has sunglasses on, but then takes them off and breaks them. It's like, you think sunglasses, you know, is, is, uh, is what defines me as a heel? No, I'll show you. You guys been wanting like that could be the problem. It's like you guys just want the old Kenny from Japan. That's not what you're gonna get. I'm gonna dictate what you'd see. You know, something like that. It's just show like Don Callis now is his representation. Even as EVP, he has no time to be there. He's not gonna be at the meetings. Don Callis is now. Don Callis shows up. We're waiting for Kenny. Here comes. Where's Kenny? I'm here for Kenny. I'm speaking for Kenny. Kenny gave me carte blanche to say whatever. He. I'm speaking for him. And so you have these meetings with Cody, the Bucks, Tony Khan, and Don Callis is just being total carny salesman, just <laughs> taking over. To, yep, yep. Oh, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to wrestle. Oh, you know what? We're not going to wrestle on this, on this dynamite. No, 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 no. Now, let's, let's, there's a few more dollars for myself and for Matt Kenny. You know, like, kind of be total jerks to where, like, the Bucks are like, oh, man, we just can't take this guy. We got to talk to Kenny, and Kenny keeps blowing him off because Callis keeps pushing him away, and finally it just – Leads to something, but but like like last like like this week coming up, they're teaming with the Impact Tag Team Champions. Young, the AEW Tag Team Champions, Young Bucks, are teaming with the Good Brothers. Why I don't know. I'm sure this is a diehard AEW fan, and God bless you that you love it. But like I'm sure you know on BTE that something happened. Well, mm-hmm. I don't need to know on BTE because for the casual viewer, show something on their normal show. You know. Yeah. They'll just show, throw me a graphic and be like, oh, now they're teaming after they beat up their manager or represent, representative or something like that. Like I said, I'm with you. Like I said, from the time of like August to now, so what the last four, four and a half months, whatever it's been, this has become like the main big storyline in AEW. And yeah, just the plot holes between Kenny's character, this alliance with, with Don Callis as his manager and now this crossover with Impact Wrestling, like I said, it's just like I said, all the loopholes or sorry, plot plot holes. Like I said, I, I I'm 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 a little frustrated because like I'm watching this, and I'm like this doesn't make sense theoretically. Like you know, maybe more it would make more sense if the other guys on the roster were like, wait a sec, what's going on here? <laughs> like, can someone just speak up with some common sense? We're like, wait, what what is this? Someone tried to tell me like. Well, this is just a long-term story. So when Adam Page beats Kenny Omega for the title down the line, I'm like, Adam Page is dicking around with the Dark Order for weeks, like or months now. Like, yeah, what's that doing? They just you know get get Adam Page ready for this big run coming up. Like that poor guy. Granted, the pandemic hit and there was no crowd, but still, he was organically like not Steve Austin level, but it was circulating that way yeah, with the cowboy yeah. shit and everything like man he sees like he's he's becoming something with this cowboy shit thing i you know, I, you can feel it 
I know the pandemic happened and the crowd wasn't there, but still, you can still present him as this badass guy of your company that's going to be this top babyface. Now, now he's a drunk and moping. Doesn't, doesn't know when someone doesn't want to be his tag team partner. Do you think Steve Austin would really, would would like he just beat the shit out of that guy, right? Or just wouldn't care? Like, yeah, like he would know. Like he'd be because Steve Austin's always smarter than the heels, right? Yeah, and, and now you know now. Now Adam Page is down here crying when he had to turn down the dark order to join the group. So <laughs> I was gonna, he had to get the whiskey and walk off. I mean, I was gonna say like the last time Austin seemed scared was told Quince it was the Royal Rumble, right? Royal Rumble ninety six or ninety seven when when Bret right. Hart came out and he yeah. looked at the watch. He was like, <gasps> I mean, he that was, was still like then he was still healed though. So it, yeah, yeah, he was doing that. But yeah, no, I no, I, but from that point but, on, he was not intimidated by anyone. Yeah, then Austin the heel wasn't taking advantage either. You know, like mm-hmm. he, when he was with Vance, and that's a whole wacky story. But that's a whole. <laughs> I other know story. that. Um, I guess kind of one last thing I was just thinking. You know, hypothetically speaking, however long this partnership is with Impact and AEW, I, I, I threw this out there on Twitter. Uh, the Inaclix Twitter page is a little poll. Uh, it ended 50 percent, fifty percent number of votes. I'm like, oh, I didn't really get the fine answer, but you know, long term. AEW working with Impact could AEW and I think this is something you and I maybe touched on before in a previous episode. Do you maybe can Impact be like their version of NXT for AEW, like a develop the, the, the like a developmental brand show? AEW has such a big roster now. In Dark is like for the really green talent out there in some ways. So some of the more established stars that need some little fine tuning, maybe send them to Impact and do some programs there and kind of develop their character more. I don't know. I just wonder that might oh, be one benefit of all this. That's what I thought. Like, why don't you send a guy out there that you're not really featuring right now, and either a guy like that or some talent that needs experience, you can send like you know top flight out there to work some matches with mm-hmm. you know the Machine Guns and whoever eric young and those guys kind of help them out and you know while you don't have a storyline so there's a storm on tv to wrestle random matches they can have some kind of storyline they get some experience on impact uh working that television because they never worked television before mm-hmm. right and then, and then when they're ready to push them or have them in a future pro feature program you bring them over you know send some of the ladies over. send the lady hirsch to impact let her do let her gain some experience over there you know send sean spears treading water just throw him over that impact let him do some stuff right now you know keep him busy send darth luther out the door not even into impact just past impact just <laughs> answer pentor and scorpio, a couple other guys scorpio's scorpio sky hasn't been doing much lately i mean oh yeah the, the, yep, yep scorpio sky oh man they're gonna break him out of scu they're gonna make him this big old single star he wrestled jericho loss yay <laughs> right <laughs> like, that was it he wrestled cody for the two title, lost. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Before I forget, you you said it before on uh, the fight games like Facebook group, um, Vince comparing Tony Khan to Vince McMahon in the USWA. Yeah. Can you just explain that that connection real quick, just in case anyone who's maybe a little bit too young doesn't know that like that reference or whatever? I mean, just what that connection is that you notice. Well, the WWF and USWA, uh, you know, they were sharing talent and. Uh, Vince decided to do a heel gimmick there, kind of testing out the Mr. McMahon character before. And to him, I think he was just having a good old time, really, with it. And it was doing business, you know. And okay, and it helped. It helped Memphis pick up a little bit. And 
And Vince shows up on his first night. I think he's. I think Owen was wrestling Lawler or something, or maybe Papa Shango or something weird. Like because Papa Shango was there and all this stuff. Yeah. And Vince comes out there with Pat Patterson. And Vince, I think he tripped Lawler on her way around. Like Lawler's running around the ring, not his opponent. I think it might have been Owen. And he tri- puts his foot out, trips trips Lawler. It's like it's like a nuisance. And I think Pat Patterson's the one that did the physical interference and helped out. And so from the get, when I saw Tony Khan do his little infomercial with Tony Schiavone, and when he's you know putting his hands on the, under his biceps to flex a little bit, I thought. I wonder if he's like trying to do the USWA if it's Vancouver. And then he shows up this past week at ringside with Jerry Lynn in the Pat Patterson gimmick. And Pat Patterson was the one that interfered. You know, Jerry Lynn was the one that interfered in the match with the private party guys. So it's I could just see this is like you know, Tony Khan having his his fun, just like Vince did, but Vince a little better at him, obviously. Yeah. So Yeah. Tony Khan is just he he could be a good heel because he has that little wormy look, you know. I think he, you know, but um, I I I don't know, I don't know. That's that's the only just kind of like I I could just see that's that solidified it last week solidified it. Tony, I know what you're doing, kid. And it, you know, go ahead, have fun. It doesn't matter. No one's watching Impact anyway, so you can screw around. With it. You probably uh, you know logged on to WWE Network recently. Probably saw old footage of that or something, and started. Well, unfortunately, that's not on. That's not on. Was that network. Prime? No, you can get that on you on YouTube. There's someone oh. has like, it was like post like seven years ago or something like that. I mean, okay. it was longer. Where uh, he has it like, you just look up WWF versus USWA, and like part one, part two, like it just kind of goes through you know the steps, and you'll see like Lex Luger showing up on USWA TV, which I had a kick out as a kid obviously we talked about max luger uh sean michaels wrestling jeff jarrett at the memphis coliseum i mean south coliseum oh awesome uh, perfect showing up versus lawler you know a little rivalry come back papa shango win the USWA title like you know they're just they just did some stuff you know it's it was you know it was pretty cool and i remember like hearing uswa for the first time on wwf tv which was like wwf never recognized the indie one right yeah that was a weird that was a trip and if, I don't know if you remember, like, 1995, like, PG-13 wrestling the smoking guns on on Raw. Like, yeah. And, and, like, just that just blew my mind hearing Vince McMahon say, USWA, they're from the USWA group. And I'm like, whoa. It's just like, you know, so that was a cool little thing. And it could have been, that could have been WCW and USWA, you know, that, that could have, but that never happened. Wow. It could have been WCW and Smoky Mountain. But unfortunately, Watts got fired, and that yeah. never, never happened. So, and then Cornette, yeah. of course, became a work agreement. They had a work agreement not only USWA but also Smoky Mountain in '93, '94. Pretty amazing. And that was the start because USWA Memphis was the start of the developmental territory with the uh, Power Pro and what was that '90, '98? Because that's when my buddy Mike Lockwood, Crash Holly, with Vic Ryan's went there. And so that was the start of the getting this ball rolling on developmental territories. Wow. Oh my God. A lot, a lot of stuff you could just dive into, man. It's pretty, man. pretty awesome. I think we might like one of these days, maybe like bonus content or something like, you know, just watch these... along with, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, you got to oh watch like, you know, just this man cutting a promo on Memphis TV with his jacket, his WWS sports coat, you know, and of course he was <laughs> a lot bigger back then, the bodybuilder, Vince McMahon, and he's opens his jacket up and he has the, 
the USWA world title belt around his waist because I think maybe Owen won it or something. And, yeah. You know, totally oh, my God. Out there stuff. I remember reading this stuff as a kid, getting the PW magazines. I was like, seeing the pictures. And I remember that was one of the first, like Memphis was like the first territory I really wanted to see when I got tape trading back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, good stuff there. And and listen, I, I feel like this is going to be an ongoing topic that you and I are going to touch on over the coming months as this thing plays out. So I, I, I hope there's some way to recover this, but I think at this point they're a little bit in deep now with the current storyline they have. I mean, we'll write it out as best we can and try to enjoy it and try to understand and translate in our head, like what's going on here. But I don't think it's really going to add business at this point, unless they, like you said, they do something different to kind of clean things up. I think it's just going to keep, just going to be a, just another one of their storylines. And, you know, I think with people's hope when it first happened, like, Whoa, what is this going to be? It's not going to be NWO versus WCW or no. that kind of stuff. It's just well, going to be a, a, their own little deal. Well, then also they wore Bullet Club gear at Hard to Kill, that pay-per-view. And I was like, how do you do that if New Japan owns the rights? So is New Japan on the horizon of being involved in this storyline as well? Like there's a secret partnership going? So Possibly. But what would New Japan really – I think I talked about this with – who did I talk about this? Was it Garrett on the podcast? Or I just talked yeah. to privately someone. Maybe I was <laughs> You have so many comments that you forget now. Yeah. But <laughs> – what does New Japan do for them when it comes to ratings? Because I believe their hardcore audience already watches New Japan. Yeah. Unless yeah. there's the New Japan fans that just don't watch U.S. wrestling, maybe that. Or yeah, I don't think those people are. I don't think that. I think it's more of a crossover AEW New Japan than it is anything, right? So. Yeah, it's uh... interesting to see. I mean, it'll benefit <laughs> New Japan. And I think the person they would like to get more New Japan would benefit from is getting Kenny back to do some big shows. Dakota, especially Kota's champion now, so Kota yeah. Bushi, so that makes sense. So maybe hypothetically, like Kenny, if he gets the Impact title, so he has AEW Impact Mega Championship, could be the next title he goes after is getting back the IWG, IWGP Championship against so his best friend, former been, best friend. Has that been dropped though? I haven't heard too much of the belt collector. Yeah, if they really just, emphasize as much anymore. Yeah, if he's the belt collector, wouldn't he really want that match with Swan for the title? Especially after he beat him at the pay-per-view just a couple weeks ago? Wouldn't he be the guy wrestling at No Surrender? <laughs> it's like you said, there's pl- plot holes. I mean, listen, I, I mean, I think they, you know, they filmed a lot of stuff Impact in advance already, so it's like how they're going to start injecting Kenny into those. Cause I was seeing what happened back in December. Like all their stuff was already pre taped back in November for impact. Yeah, they, inter- they intercut that footage of them in that, like that, Our, that or trailer bus. Or bus, bus yeah. 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 The Madden bus. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man, like I said, you and I will still watch it and, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll figure things out and kind of make some sense out of it. But no, I, like I said, I, I yeah, it, it should be interesting to see how this plays out and, um yeah hopefully yeah hopefully it'll make sense at some point so all right well let's go ahead and start wrapping things up for tonight uh for this week's episode of in the click john as always thank you for making the time breaking it down making some sense of this chaos like i feel like i'm the only one like i'm like scratching my head and i'm like what is going on here so i appreciate i have someone i can bounce off with all this stuff with so um please tell the clicksters out there where can they find you online 
You can find me at Laraka JL. You can find our fight game uh, uh, Twitter handles fight game at fight game media. Um, look for us on Facebook. Join our group. We have a great discussion of, of wrestling uh, and MMA, boxing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, check out our website. You know, fightgamemedia.com. We have great content on there and YouTube and, you know, look for our podcast and our Patreon. If you mm-hmm. want to subscribe, you, can, you know, we have Garrett and I are doing 1997 Raw reviews on Mondays. We have uh, High Tension talks about Japanese wrestling. I show up there every other week um, talking about, you know, like we just covered Vader recently, like his whole career in Japan, which is a lot of fun. And then uh, we have, you know. Talk about his eye busting out. But yeah, but yeah, we talked about that boxing podcast. We have specials with John Moxley, uh, specials with Dave Meltzer. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff on our Patreon and a lot of great tiers for your budget. You know, nothing too outrageous. So if you do, please subscribe, support us there. It'd be great. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, uh, my brother's a big fan of Vader's time in Japan, Stan Hansen, busting yeah. that, all that. That's great stuff. And then, uh, um, Oh, I got to send you the video. I don't know if you saw the other day Stan Hansen was doing like a virtual uh, autograph signing and Terry Funk uh, crashed it. <laughs> Terry, oh. Terry Funk comes in and he had a jacket from Rocky Four. He says, Stallone gave this to me. Oh. <laughs> but he's like, you know, yelling at Stan Hansen. It was like, you know, two old friends going. It was hilarious. Oh, Those are the characters I miss. I know. It was hilarious. Like Crazy, tough, and like scary. Like you yeah. would not like want to cross those dudes. Yeah. So Stan Hansen, now Terry like, Funk. No, deal, it, Bobby Lashley. You know what I mean? Like you're just not scared of these guys. <laughs> No, it's great. After seeing the video, it was, it, I really enjoyed it. It was funny. And then, uh, 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 but you know, the Patreon stuff, dude, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, on a boxing note, I guess you see what, with the Canelo fight happening on February, that it looks like Revolution's going to be pushed back a week to that following Sunday. So, hey, man, power of Canelo and boxing still oh, yeah, very you strong. Don't you don't want him to go up against the Canelo fight. No, no. Absolutely. So, uh, I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter, Instagram at Baby Huey eighty three. Please subscribe to In the Click on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you to everyone for for taking the time, listening, sharing, commenting, leaving reviewing, especially on Apple Podcasts. It all helps out a lot with the algorithm. Subscribing on YouTube as well. I've been trying to stay on top of things, getting episodes and highlights out there on YouTube. Like literally, my free time like at home is just editing all that stuff. Um. Yeah, buy the merch over at Teespring. Thank you to everyone who's been buying and tagging us, posting on social media. That really means a lot to me. Just, you know, this baby project that's been doing for years now and see it, people representing. So that really means a lot to me as well. So uh, thank you again for all the continued support. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.